Oh, hello friend. Come, join us by the fire. The story's about to begin. Welcome everyone back to Fireside Dice. I am your host, Jens Anderson. And joining me today is our lovely crew of heroes. Or, well, we hope they're heroes. Starting with... Hi, I'm Emma, and I play Levin, the Merfolk Monk. Hi, I'm Josh, I play Balfour, the Dwarf. Hi, I'm Riley, and I play Suri, the Human Warlock. And I'm Skylar, finally back to playing Bartholomew, the Human Bard. Woo! So... If you are just joining us, we are doing a Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition story set in the other property of Wizards of the Coast, Magic the Gathering, where we're currently on Innistrad. But to tell you more about that, I'm going to hand it over to Josh. So last session, our party continued to explore the Moon Silver Temple. We met Villainous, the cowardly apprentice to a once dead master who died fighting ghouls. We then went and fought those ghouls. It was a pretty hard-fought battle, but we ended up obliterating them. And I think when we left off, Jens, you were just describing us hearing something coming down the stairs. Mm -hmm. And I think we were just waiting to confirm what that was. Actually, we did find out exactly what it was. It was a big old cliffhanger in the form of Bart returning to the party after his... We'll call it a soiree with <laughs> Strephon Maurer, the self-proclaimed Lord of the Outland Valleys. But yeah, Bart is right here in front of you, here in the werewolf den, seemingly unscathed. But absolutely horrified at the amount of bodies in this room. Um, The bodies that are there, to be fair, they were mostly dead. They should have been dead. We just made them dead again. Yeah, he's seen the werewolves. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. Well. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Things got a little out of hand. Jens, the rooms that Bart had come through to get to this point were dark, right? Yes. So as he walks into this room with the werewolf bodies, he has his little dancing lights orbiting around him. And they're all in the like little chibi shapes of... The various people in the party like there's a little leaven moving around a little surrey he's just looking around at the bodies and has the group come in does he see that they're there or is he just seeing the bodies he right is now? coming in and he sees them coming in from the other door okay casimir what what happened here is everyone okay i think so um this is interesting everyone I would assume that Levin was probably pretty close behind Casimir. Um, and hearing Bart's voice, she's going to uh, finish heading into the room. You're not dead. Surprisingly, no. But it looks like you guys got in a fight. Is any Are any of you dead? Is everyone okay? Where is everyone? I've been dead for centuries, to be fair. Okay. No, we're we're all fine. The others are just behind me. And hoping that's right, she's going to look over her shoulder. <laughs> yeah, Balfour's going to be coming around the corner at this point. How? What? How did you get here? Believe it or not, Streffen brought me here. 
or at least he he dropped me off at the guard tower again. And Suri, this is when the dagger starts to speak again. Why now? (laughs) (laughs) You see, he can't be trusted. Neither of them can. Release me, and I will rid you of his influence. Yeah, Suri was about to walk out, but if she hears this, she's gonna stay back and just, like, pull the dagger out and look at it. I need you to make a charisma saving throw. Okay, I'm going to assume I can't use Dark One's own luck since it's kind of him against me. (laughs) Yes, you can know. I got a 10 plus 8. Withengar wants you to thunderstep in this moment. However, you are currently the one in control. That's what I like to hear. (laughs) Suri grasping the dagger will just look down at it and say I'll get you what I want as soon as I get what I need and she'll shove him back into the the pack and run out to see what's what's all going on and who's all talking so we have the full group here in the werewolf den everyone seems to be okay seems to be alive Bart is going to move along the edge of the room trying to avoid stepping in any unfortunate remains um i imagine that this room probably stunk before they were dead it probably does not smell very pleasant now so he pulls a handkerchief out of his like pocket or something and like covers his mouth to try and stifle the smell he's like i have so much to report is there have you guys found anywhere that's not filled with corpses that we can discuss things I mean, to be fair, this place wasn't filled with corpses before we got here. I, I kind of figured they seem a bit too fresh to have been dead before you got here. I'm just going to assume you did what you had to do. And let's do what we need to do. Make another Christmas save. <laughs> oh, this is where it all goes wrong. I got an 11. Considering that everyone's getting close together at this point... Thunderstep is going to have everyone roll, I believe it's a constitution saving throw, and we're going to roll a little bit of damage. Oh, and it's I'm, it's upcasted at 4th level, so it does 1d10 more damage. <laughs> no! <laughs> it does 19. 19 damage. So, you hear this crack of thunder as Suri suddenly disappears. jumping out into the main hall, and you hear a second crack of thunder as it seems as though her patron is fully in control and sends her all the way across. So, we've seen Suri, basically, she cast Thunder Wave. We don't necessarily know it's her patron, but we can assume. All we know is there was the crack of thunder and she disappeared and we all got hurt. Yeah, as soon as Suri came in, you guys started talking, and as soon as Bart said, do what needs to be done... Mm-hmm. Balfour does not look good. So, immediately after this thunder happens, and Levin's looking around, can't see Suri, in the immediate vicinity, can we see her in eyesight at all? So, looking back through the doors that Bart walked through, 
you can see her momentarily as she speaks, holding the dagger and seems to jump again, hearing another crack of thunder as she jumps. It's not safe, frankly, to go after Suri right now on her own. That is too impulsive. She's going to whip around, evaluate the others in this room. Casimir, you said, looks awful. Balfour is unconscious. Almost. Oh. He's safe. You said, so he's, okay. He and Casimir are both just like, whole oh, wow. Okay. Bart recognizes that Balfour's in a really bad way, so he's going to cast Healing Word on him at third level. What was that? Where, Where is Suri? She's out there. What? What's she doing out there? What is she doing? <laughs> Your guess is as good as ours. Does it look like I know, Bart? <laughs> I had hoped you had. And he's gonna move out of the room. D- did he see where she first landed before she teleported again? I think that there's that just absolute brief glimpse of a moment as time almost seems to slow down. Bart hearing the crack of thunder and looking around almost panically reaches a hand out places it on Boffer is healing him as he looks behind sees Suri for the briefest glimpse Suri what expression would you have on your face as your patron is starting to take over once again she's most likely tearing up and making like just a face that says like I'm sorry for this that's the face that you see before she disappears into a second crack of thunder teleporting away we need to go after her this is not this is not a place that her patron should be in control what's happening Streffenmauer was not happy that you guys brought that dagger here something about this place is tied to whatever her patron wants him her to do I don't feel like that was her. I feel like she's she's not in control. She she can't be in control right now. We gotta go after her. Then let's go after her. All due respect, Balfour, Casimir, you are both very poorly off. Is it really the wisest choice to go after her right now? It's at this moment that you guys hear a audible scream death cry as something seems to be killed in whatever is going on with Suri. Bart's running out of the room. He's going after Balfour's following. Levin recognizes that all control surrounding the situation has been lost and I think she would actually pause for a moment and close her eyes and it, it looks you can tell she's thinking really really hard before there's just a sigh of defeat and she runs out after them as well. Well, I guess we will all die together as Casimir follows. (laughs) You can see it's not super good visual quality all the way out to the other side of the hall, but there's a black sphere where there used to be like reflected light coming off of the moon silver veins within the walls. And this dark orb seems to be centered around the top of this statue that's on the other side. And the death cry definitely wasn't human. Going out, 
you see the black orb seems to disappear. The reflecting light seems to continue. And you can just barely... I want everyone to roll a perception check here, actually. This is in dim light? This is more for an audio cue than a visual cue. Perfect. Eleven rolled a twenty-two. Balfour rolled an eighteen. I got sixteen. Bart and Baffer are double B boys. The two of you can tell that there's something, but it's just barely outside of like what you are familiar with to be able to hear and understand completely. But there's something going on. Levin, what you hear is a low chuckle. As though whatever is going on with Withengar, it seems as though he has found what he has been looking for. Do you guys want to pursue? This room is dark, right? Yes. Bart's gonna send his dancing lights out. He can send them out 120 feet, so he's gonna have all... Let's see how many it was. All four of them at intervals forward filling the room to try and like search out, make sure that the room is safe. I heard, okay, sorry, real fast. Levin heard the chuckle from within this room or just kind of an echoey chuckle? An echoey chuckle. It sounds as though whatever is going on originated from that far side. Near the statue. Near the statue. Okay. Tread carefully. I heard something. It was a laugh. A chuckle. I don't think we're alone here. That's not good. And at this point, he sends the lights forward to do a sweep across the room to okay. see if he sees anything. Going through the full perimeter of this area, as much as you can get to, you don't see anything. This temple has been abandoned for centuries, perhaps millennia. He's going to cautiously move deeper into the room keeping his lights moving, trying to, like, he doesn't want to be surprised by anything in here. Proceeding to go down the stairs, you can see, at one point, one of your orbs passes over the top of the statue, and you can see that where its head was has been completely blown apart. Inside of this statue, there's a staircase that spirals down. He's gonna approach the staircase and not go down it yet but he's going to approach the staircase and kind of trail his lights down as far as he can see. I'm assuming the rest of us are following, right? Yeah. And Casimir, he is absolutely in awe. I thought this part was just legend. What is it? I apologize. Um, I didn't think this part of it. I, I honestly thought that the Moon Silver Temple itself, I knew that it was real, but I never thought of it. Casimir, get to the point, please. The, the absolute most ancient holdings, the most ancient evils here on Innistrad are held down this staircase. And perhaps this is where Withengar was originally bound. Hearing that, Levin's gonna turn to Bart Balfour. No. We're not going down there right now. What happens if we wait? And what happens if we go and we all die like idiots? We could die anyways if we don't go now. Death now or death later? Which would you prefer, Buffer? I prefer bacon, if given the choice. 
Okay, death by bacon. So you will sit here and you will eat bacon and you will die later. Is that what I would like to hear? Art, what do you think? He takes a deep breath, tries to steady his nerves. He's still looking down the stairway. Like, he's looking between the stairway and the rest of the party. Just thinking, he says, If Withengar was held down there, and that's where Suri's gone, there's a good chance that she might release him. And if Strefin Maurer himself is afraid of this thing, then we should be extremely worried. But Levin and Casimir have a point. You, The rest of you are not in any state to confront anything hostile, which Suri might be at this moment. My heart says we need to go down there right now. But I recognize that that is a suicide mission. Let's take some time to rest. Give you guys a moment to recuperate and just pray that she can't do anything in the meantime. Just a short rest? For now. We'll see where we're at after a little bit. So as you guys take a short rest, you can re-roll hit dice. If you have the particular features in your class to regain spell slots, you can do that. But as you take that 30-45 minutes to sit down, rest, and get your bearings as to what has just happened. We're going to switch over to Suri's perspective. Real quick, while we're resting, Bart is going to do Song of Rest, so everyone gets an extra d6 health points back. Oh, bless. And Baffer, doesn't Prayer of Healing also increase the efficacy of the healing stuff here? Yeah, I was going to... So I guess we can do this before we switch to Suri. So yeah. as we're sitting there in the group... After about 10 minutes has gone by of our short rest, everyone's going to start to notice Balfour, who hasn't been saying much. The last 10 minutes just kind of been sitting, kind of staring off into nothing. You're going to see a green kind of ethereal energy start kind of pouring out of his hands. And it's going to find its way to each one of you. And everyone is going to regain. So 2d8 plus 1 healing. Go ahead and roll that 2d8 for us. One of the only short rests we've ever done, and the warlock wasn't part of it. <laughs> right? Oh, that's tragic. What was that yummy, yummy um, hit point value? It's going to be 11 hit points. Ooh, nice. It doesn't affect Casimir because he is undead. Does he get anything from the Song of Rest? Um, I believe that he would. Might I propose... If I were to have some blood, I could regain some vitality. I think Levin would offer some up. How much, how, how, how do those mechanics work? Explain them to me, Jens. So, the vampiric bite, the way that it works is that it is a bite attack. It is based off of a d4 plus his constitution modifier. You lose that amount of HP and he will gain it back. Okay. I'd be fine to let him take a couple chomps. I want him with more health. He's been incredibly helpful. Don't really want him to die. Okay, so that is six for the first one. Okay. Keep going. You just tell me when. Yeah, go ahead, do one more. Six for the second. Okay, one second. You know what, he can have even one more. Five for the third one. Okay. 
Alright, and then I roll, I shall roll my own hit dice. Now, while you guys are taking this rest and this time to recuperate, Suri, we're going to start by going back to that first moment. You fended off Withengar for that first little bit and said, no. But as you walked out and you saw Bart and heard him say, do what needs to be done, your patron said that at the exact same time. Let's do what we need to do. And something snapped mentally. You were a prisoner in your own body as you warped outside, seeing the party not fully scattered, but definitely hurting. You then teleported across, saw inside of this statue there's a secret door, Withengar blowing the entirety of the head of this angel statue off killing whatever was inside. And you, you see, as you descend down these stairs, it goes down for 20, 50, 100 feet down in a spiral. And you go out, and you can see that there's this landing. You don't get enough time to get a good look, but you can tell that there's some sort of like ancient settlement off of one path that seems to be blocked. And off to another path, you see a route that leads up. Inside of your own mind, it's almost like Withengar turns to you and says, Do you want to know what happened to your father? Yes. He was coming here. However, he wasn't doing it with the best of intentions for our contract. You were about to make the same mistake. Do you want to know what that mistake was? She'll just, she'll just keep looking at him and kind of be standoffish. <laughs> like father, like daughter. And you can feel as your body moves again of its own accord, heading on the upper pathway, leading up to the Dark Boar, a predecessor to the Hell Vault. Part of the history of Innistrad is good versus evil. And the ancient flights of angels were the Alabaster Flight, the Flight Gold Knight, the Heron Flight, and the Dusk Flight. But millennia ago, Soren Markov, a vampire, created the Archangel Avacyn, who changed the structure. The heads of the ancient four flights viewed each other as sisters. But when Avacyn entered the picture, the dynamic of these four sisters changed. Three of them were deemed worthy, and one who consorted with darker powers was considered to be as evil as those powers that she consorted with. And she and her whole flight were destroyed. This temple and this ancient settlement are all that remain of the Dusk Flight of Angels. The Duskin Line of vampires were allied with these angels, and after their destruction, their numbers dwindled. But this ancient temple still stood holding back some of the deepest and most ancient of evils here on the plain. And it was not without protection. Suri's gonna go through these travails alone, but we're not gonna spoil it for the rest of the group as to what they get to witness. As we get through each challenge, I will go back 
and tell everyone here what happened with Suri as she goes through the Dark Boar Pathway, the Lightning Helix, the Mist Vault Bridge, the Mirror Gallery, and the Dark Boar itself. And with that, let's switch back over to our main group. So, our group has sat for about 30 minutes. Just as a note, during that short rest, Levin will have kept a very close eye on Bart. Gotta make sure he doesn't sneak away to go after Suri himself. We'll say that's why, yeah. Yeah, that's totally why. There's no other reason. Mm-hmm. No reason to be suspicious of Bart. Yeah. But I mean, case in point, yeah, no, she's incredibly suspicious of Bart. He, he went off with a vampire and is back seemingly scot-free and she doesn't know why and that rings all of the alarm bells in her paranoid mind so i think he would have taken that short rest to relay some of the things he learned yeah let's go over it all right while we're taking a minute to catch our breath i need to tell you all what happened at mauer's estate so after i left you guys mauer took me to his home Dropped me off and said, okay, see ya. And he just let me wander his manor. So for the past insert amount of time here. About two days. I have been wandering Mauer Estate. Um, I explored, I feel like every inch of it. It's full of traps and a lot of very terrifying, scary things. I found Irina. She was under some sort of charm effect, and something that I couldn't do anything about. But most importantly, I found his study, and I found the Otherworld Atlas. But unfortunately, he was there too, so I couldn't grab it. I, I didn't dare take it and incur his wrath, especially since he expressed to me that he has a bit of a struggle with boredom. It would seem. He has lived for a very long time. I'm sorry, what? Yeah. That's that's ultimately his driving force is boredom. He seeks entertainment because the in his words, the years have been long. He's lived for so long, he needs something to entertain himself, and apparently we've been that entertainment. <laughs> I'm sorry. Bart, you expect us to believe that's... <laughs> what a childish motivation. I couldn't agree more, Casimir. <laughs> you have to understand how far-fetched this sounds. Right? I don't feel like it's that far-fetched when you think about it. Like, imagine living forever. You would experience everything. Like, I understand that he would be bored. I agree, it's a very childish motivation to do the things that he's done to hurt the people that he's hurt. But that's why he took me. It's because I wasn't entertaining him enough anymore. And he wanted to maintain that entertainment, which is why he didn't kill me. And he released me to come back to you guys so that we would continue to be that entertainment that he craves. So, so, wait a second, wait a second. He desires entertainment. Yes. So he sends you back mm -hmm. to provide further entertainment. Yes. I feel like he suspects that we have plans against him. 
He's very, he made that clear to me. He assumes we're trying to do something. And I think in his, from his perspective, he's prideful enough to think that we don't stand a chance. And maybe he's right. But I believe he'll find it entertaining for us to try and accomplish anything. Also, he was very worried about Withengar. That was the other reason he let me go. It's because he does not like that Suri brought Withengar here. And he and I both agreed that Withengar should not be released. Marvelous. Can I roll an insight to see if all of... To see how genuine Bart sounds? Yes. Should I roll a persuasion? Don't don't bother. It's a five. Eleven. Streffenmauer seems to have some level of magical capability. And considering the flimsiness of this reasoning, it's either a very shoddily cast Gios, far inferior to the one that's on you. Mm-hmm. Or Bard is just being stupid. So she'll let the, all of what he has just said simmer for a moment. Do you think that's the inevitable end of a long life, then? Pride and childish behavior? I don't think it's inevitable. I can understand, I can see the trajectory that would have put him in the position where that's the way he behaves. I definitely think that prior to his longevity, he was already a very childish person. I think he had issues before he became a vampire. And the long life that his vampirism has allowed him to have has only grown those shortcomings that he already had. I can assure you a long life is not the most desirable of things. Me and my people work very hard to maintain our, not humanity, but some semblance of life. We have community. We work with people. We try and do what we can to uphold the ancient ways. Levin won't say anything else, but she'll kind of sit back and look thoughtful until the end of the short rest. Balfour, at some point, is going to walk over to Bart, sit down next to him, and just ask, you've seen his estate, you've explored everything, you know where it all is, if it's all true, how much of a chance do you think we have of getting in, getting Irina, getting the Otherworld Atlas, and getting out? I have no doubt that we would be able to get the Atlas. That should be simple. If I can at least get into the room, I can get it, I can go. The Atlas, I think, will be the easiest thing. Getting Irina out, that'll be the tricky part because Maurer is very aware of his estate and what's going on there. We would be hard-pressed to sneak in, break whatever spell is on Irina, and smuggle her out in a way that he wouldn't be tipped off. I like to think that if we can get our hands on the various artifacts that Grandma Ava informed us of, I hope that would be enough to turn the, the, turn the tides in our favor. As we are right now, no. I do not think we stand a chance. We need more assistance, more resources. But the Atlas, I think we could get. What is this Atlas that you all keep talking about? I do not mean to pry. It's an artifact that we were sent to the Outland Valleys to locate. By the Church of Avacyn? No. 
by an, a separate interested party. Like I said, I do not mean to pry. I am simply here to, well, apparently find more history. Never thought we'd make it this far, honestly. Should we move on, then? I'm certainly ready. We have to find Surrey now if we are ever going to stand a chance. That's true. So, going down the spiral staircase. Goes down 20, 50, 100 feet. Leads out into this pathway that's along a cliff inside of the mountain itself. There's this gigantic chasm that almost seems like there's a shelf of rock that goes down where the slope of the mountain is. And this chasm is on the inside, almost parallel to the edge of the mountain. You can see at the very top, there are the slightest columns of light that come in that provide illumination in here, enough to see. And the same marbling effect of the moon silver that you saw in the temple is present here, if not more so. The veins seem to be thicker, more present. And you can see on the path that leads down, in the ages since the abandonment of this settlement, or city even, the path has collapsed down on itself, but you can see past it cliffside dwellings and what seems to be what was once a thriving city that you could tell would be home to flying denizens as well as ground denizens, just based on the layout of it. And up above that is an almost, not an overwhelming piece of rock, but this seems to be where the prison was held because that's where the highest concentration, the walls are almost pure moon silver and have this reflective sheen to them. And there's a long bridge that connects it to the other side of the chasm where you can see that there are other pieces that await you if you head up the dark boar pathway. Seems like there's really only one way that we're interested in. It seems that way. Let's go. So if the legends are true, and it seems as though they are, we will need to cross over the dark boar pathway, go down the lightning's helix, cross the Mistwald Bridge, go through the mirrored gallery, and then enter the dark boar itself. And what is all that? The legends only tell so much. They were listed as the challenges leading towards the Vault of Horrors. In terms of what all we can expect, I do not know. If it's meant to protect this prison, it'll whatever they are, they're going to be difficult. So I guess we'll tread carefully. And Bart's going to start mo- making his way down the trail. Alpha will follow. Going up. You can tell that this path was meant to be steep, meant to be something to deter people from the city itself from going up here. Because this thing is, it's not fully treacherous, but it's definitely not the funnest of trips. And you get up and there's a door that seems to lead inside. And you're currently standing probably about 60 feet 60 to 70 feet, directly above where the bridge is. And you can see at this point, on the far side of the bridge, Suri, as she enters into the mirror gallery. I imagine she's too far away to, like, call out to her. Too far, yes. But not so far as to not be able to catch up. How far would you say she is? Oh boy, let's see... 
So we are finding the hypotenuse. The the current height you are looking from is 60 feet, with the length of the bridge being somewhat indeterminate. It is 161.55494 feet. Perfect. That is within 500 feet. Uh Uh-oh. The minute Bart catches sight of Suri, he's going to grab Balfour by the shoulder and say, Trust me, and cast Dimension Door to pop over right next to her. Let's go! Levin's left behind with Casimir like, what the heck, man? She's got shadow step. She's got. She's <laughs> fine. I do want to say that this exceeds. However, I want you to roll a percentile dice part. Oh shoot! Eleven percent. You grab onto Buffer, and you say, "Trust me on this." Yeah. And you go through all of those correct motions as you proceed to step into the door. The spirits here seem to forcibly shut it on you. The dead will not be slighted in this way. Never mind, Balfour. I don't think they liked that. I imagine that, like, he put his hand on Balfour's shoulder, said, trust me, started the spell, and then the cacophonous voices... Rang out, and he like stopped, like put his hands over his ears, and like tried to drown it out until they stopped. And then he like looked around, and was like, "Of course, it can't be that easy." And he watches as Suri disappears into wherever she's going. <sighs> that didn't work. No, it didn't. Shall we? I. Let's go. As you guys enter into this room. You can see that this is a large spiral staircase, and Bart, this strikes a chord for you. Inside of Mauer Estate is a large spiral staircase with a crystal heart near the top of it. This room was perhaps the inspiration for that. Because it's a hollow center staircase that wraps around the outside edge of this pretty large cylinder and spirals down. And you can see that there's some sort of geist engine at the top of this thing. And as you come in, you start hearing those voices scream, start to moan. And you can hear the crackle of lightning. He's going to, like, look up the stairwell up at the geist engine. He's going to say, it's just like the stairwell that led to Maurer's library. Interesting. You're looking up at the Geist engine, and the stairwell leads down from where you're at. Um. So we can hear the screaming, wailing, gnashing of teeth, right? As we're... As you just come into the initial landing, yes. And none of us are familiar with what exactly a Geist engine is. The only person who would know that intrinsically would be Suri. Something tells me we should be worried about that. Um, Casimir, do you do you know anything about that? Run. And he's going to start making his way down the staircase. I need everyone to roll for initiative, please. Stay close to each other. Is everybody, did we all enter at the same time? You all entered at the same time. Casimir said run, and he is just about to get started. But you are the first to act. Well, Balfour will just take that as a warning and start sprinting down 
So are you going to use your regular action, so your movement, and then are you going to dash? Yes. Okay. Levin, it is your turn. So Bart wants us to stick together. She doesn't want to get too far from the group, so she's just going to shadow step 60 feet down. So basically directly in in front of Balfour, but inwardly, she's bemoaning the fact that she could move 120 feet if she wanted to. Okay, so you get down next to where Balfour is and then stop? (sighs) Yeah, I'm controlling my need for speed. Casimir is not. He's going to go his full 60. (laughs) So, it is the Geists. I'm going to roll a d20. A DC 15 dexterity saving throw. 26. 18. 19. 11, you have evasion, so you take no damage. Mm -hmm. Balfour, Bart, and Casimir, all of you will take one damage. Bart, it is now your turn. So I'm gonna do I'm gonna dash full sixty feet to get up to the group, and as he gets up to me, he's gonna say, I've got something that can help. But I have to wait till my next turn to do it. <laughs> so is he saying that we should stay still? Yes. Do we wanna say everyone's going to hold their action to dash in case Bart fails? Yes. Okay. Bart, we are going to skip right to you. We're gonna have the guys go through their turn. Everyone is going to take four four damage. So, Bart, what are you going to do? He's going to put a hand on each of of Levin and Balfour's shoulders and cast Enhance Ability and give them the Cat's Grace, which gives them advantage on dexterity checks, and they don't take damage from falling 20 feet or less. Nice. Nice. And then, so that, that was my action casting that and then he'll do 30 feet down the stairs okay balfour is going to again dash and go his full 60 or 50 50 feet his full 50 11 she'll dash 90 feet and then she will she'll use that uh shadow step with her bonus action to take her another 60 feet down another 60 feet yeah casimir I hope that this works. And he's going to jump into the center. And he is going to go ahead and he's just going to eat that fall damage as it goes to the Geists. Very low DC, six this time. Baffer and Levin have advantage. Seven. 26. 15. So Levin takes no damage. Bart and Baffer each take two. Bart, your go. Gonna book it 60 feet. Okay. Baffer. Another 50. 11. I'll do another round of just dashing 90 feet and then shadow stepping that 60, so another 120 feet. 11 gets down to the bottom. Casimir is like, all right, I will go ahead and scout out how the bridge looks. And he's going to run out. The guys. DC 15. 12. 21. 18. Bart, you take two damage. Buffer takes one. Levin takes a zero. Levin, you hit the bottom. Would you like to leave? Mm, is there a way for me to leave so I'm not making rolls, but still stay relatively close by so I can try to keep an eye on the other two? Yes. Okay, I would like to do that. Bart. 
I will dash again. And you get out. Okay. Buffer, you are the last person in here. Dashing. And as you dash, you get just barely to the point where you're like, I think I can make this. I would like for you to roll a wisdom check to see if you jump before or after that 20-foot mark. It's a 15. That'll do. As you leap, it's not even graceful. There's not a three-point landing to it. It's not a belly flop. You just, with all of your dwarven, solidly built physique, jump, fall, and hit the ground (laughs) as the last bit of lightning comes through. DC three. That's a natural one. <laughs> oh. You rolled a one at advantage. Oh, I have not been rolling at advantage. <laughs> oh my That's, goodness. <laughs> That's okay though. You passed the wisdom <laughs> check in in game, but not the one in real life. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's okay. We are out of the staircase of lightning. We are out of the lightning helix. And we will see what the Mist Vault Bridge holds in store for us next time on Fireside Dice. Thank you all for listening to this episode of Fireside Dice. This podcast is produced by Realms of Roleplaying. Intro and outro music was created by Alexander Nakarada of Serpent Sound Studios. And all other music and sound effects was created by Monument Studios. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please give our show an honest review on your podcast platform of choice. And for more behind-the-scenes content and updates for the show, follow us on Instagram at Firesidedicepod. We'll see you all in the next episode.